1: what's up welcome to behind the lines at scores and odds i'm dean uh joined today the one constant this whole year absolutely smashing annihilating uh crushing the entire season it's dude man pop at dude man pops ryan reed uh ryan we're gonna be uh running through all the games you're gonna be giving your takes as far as the sides totals uh it week 10 we're in double digits this is when we say man the season's blood really flying by um yeah. And like, go ahead and brag. You're, you're too modest. You're not going to do it. So I'm going to prompt you. Tell the people how well you've been doing so far this year on the show.
2: It's really been. It's, it's been quite a year. Uh, last week, I was 10 and three. And so far, the show overalls 84, 50 and four. We're clipping at about 62 percent. I mean, I'll take that week in, week out. I don't know if the ship is going to stay on that train, but we got seven weeks left. Let's close it out the best we can.
1: What are you saying? You're saying you're telling people to jump ship now. Just take, take your winnings and we're good. And then that's it. It's been a hell of a year.
2: Hey man, you're still going to win money, but I'm not it may not be as good as 10 and 3. You know, that's that's tough to repeat. 14 games
1: in this uh on this slate to uh, you know, I slate uh for the for week 10, of course, four teams are on bye. We're going to start with a doozy. Oh man, this is going to be a gross one. The the Thursday night battle here with um the Falcons at the Panthers. Somebody's got to win. Uh as far as the total, we're looking at 41 and a half as far as the total and uh the Falcons are two and a half point favorites here on the road. I'm going to pull up a chief meteorologist, Kevin Ross, weather report. I know it's supposed to be a little bit murky. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up in the fly, but you tell me your thoughts.
2: Man, Carolina, two and two ATS with Wilks. Uh, it's just a team that I don't really want to believe in or put money behind. Uh, they're in the bottom of the division. The Falcons are still tied with Tampa Bay at the top. They maybe still have hopes of winning something uh they've been a decent team they put up enough points that i feel like they're going to be able to cover the two and a half and i want to grab it before it gets to a three so my pick in this game is going to be atlanta minus two and a half at minus 110 on several books
1: for what it's worth you want the weather report sure all right according to kevin roth a somewhat ugly start to the week we should see at least some rain in charlotte tonight and a moderate to heavy downpour is possible at any point the lighter rain is more likely winds could also be fairly gusty well, sustained winds should be 10 to 15 miles per hour. Wind gust will be 25 miles per hour or higher. Uh, combination of wind and rain should impact the passing game, though not completely taking it away like a stronger wind would do. Um, yeah, I mean the total I mean, I was thinking about an under as far as that game. It's it's obviously pretty low, and these these offenses are pretty inept. The defenses aren't spectacular either. So um I thought it was gonna be uglier, to be honest, as far as the weather. We'll see. Stay tuned, that could change weather. Is fluid, but I guess it's not a lock under just yet.
2: So don't put you down for the under 41 and a half, or is that what you want? No, I mean,
1: if you're going to force a lean on me, that's what I would take. Okay. Um, Yeah, I just – I suspect this game's just going to be ugly. And, you know, the the Thursday night games, historically, that's just kind of sort of how – well, you probably know better than me. Or maybe that's just like uh, from watching the games, they tend to just be – and that's – what do you expect? These teams played football like 72 hours ago or whatever it is, right? Absolutely. the, the
2: weather's not going to help that either.
1: You, uh, you mentioned, by the way, Atlanta. Not that the rail will show right, off, right off the, uh, out, out the gate, but I'm curious. <laughs> Who's winning the NFC South? Do you happen to have any money tied to that?
2: Uh, In the NFC South, I believe the uh, longest odds were the Panthers. I didn't believe in the Packers or the, the Buccaneers this year, so I actually have – the, the Vikings to win the conference and their division. And that was probably a better pick, but the Panthers were like 24 to one. So that was the only thing I had out of the South. I think I might've had the saints too.
1: Okay. As far as Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans and Carolina, you just took some shots because they yeah, had, like you said, Tampa and Atlanta currently tied at four, four and five. Like somebody has got to win by default. And yeah, I guess that's a, uh, maybe we're getting rope a doped by uh by old Tom Brady. He's just going to pace it himself. We'll see. Speaking of great. Brady. <laughs> this is uh, this is the next game on the docket uh taking place in Germany uh Seattle the Seahawks the surprising Seahawks are in Tampa neutral site obviously 44.5 and a half is a total here Tampa two and a half point favorite which feels like a complete lack of respect for Seattle and maybe too much respect for the 97 year old Brady but uh I'm curious what your take is because I look I if you would if this line if I were you this line was this line like at the start of the season, You'd have a lot of questions. Like, how is this only two and a half? This doesn't make any
2: sense. That's why I'm going to bet the minus two and a half. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, man, the Bucks aren't scoring very well at all. I think they're only putting up like 16 points a game. It's still concerning, but I do think Tom Brady going through his divorce took a lot out of him, uh, is just focus-wise. Um, the team really needs to put some wins together if they want to try and stay ahead of the Falcons in the division – We're going to take the Seahawks traveling, man. uh, Seahawks have also just been unbelievable. I don't know that that's sustainable. Uh, The bucks are definitely, um, I'm going to put money on it that they're not going to give up 30 points this week. So I'll stick with the home, the home favorite minus two and a half before we hit threes.
1: Well, to be clear, there's no home favorite. here. There's no no Uh,
2: neutral field.
1: Yeah. Tampa's listed second. So I can see how it looks like that. Yeah. Um, So you, you got Tampa. You're locking in the bucks. Yep. All right. Um,
2: did Man. you have another lean there? I mean, Tampa is seven and oh, two to the like under, cool. but yeah. Seattle's an over king. You just want Seattle to cover, even. I see you're gonna grab a three. I would take a three, maybe.
1: But. I feel like I'm, I'm. Well, if you can get like that's the if you can get the three as opposed to two and a half. That's obviously a big move. Um, like again, I'm not a total believer in Geno Smith, but it's inarguable that Geno Smith's outplayed Tom Brady this year, right? Like you can't. I mean, of course, we care about it's this It's only.
2: It's facts. But,
1: and that Tampa offense has been rough and they didn't score a touchdown last week until the very last drive of the game, although it was a bunch of field goals and just a miserable game against the Rams. Um it's just it's just a weird line because I just I feel like Seattle's getting a lack of respect, or maybe Tampa's getting too much, or somewhat of a combination of the two. And I would just take the hook. I don't think Seattle's getting blown out, basically. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't disagree with you. This would be one where I'll take that minus two and a half now. I do think there's going to be enough action on Tampa Bay to push this to a three and a half and I'll try and split the three.
1: Oh, look at you. That's the move right there. Um, Is Tampa kind of a a national team? I feel like Tampa's one of those teams that probably gets a little too much respect nationally. Yes.
2: I would agree with that. And that's, I think it's going to stay that way until Tom Brady retires or has a season that finishes the way it started.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jags, Jags versus the chiefs. Uh, six and two chiefs here at home, nine and a half point favorites, 49 and a half is the total in this game. Man, this is another weird one. I, 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 I want your thoughts, but I, I have some thoughts with the chiefs, but go ahead. Who do you? What's your lean as far as the a, a Jags in Kansas city, big boy number, almost double digits. We're looking at nine and a half as far as the spread.
2: I do not like big spreads. Uh, Jacksonville is one and eight against the spread on the road, but Kansas city is also Oh, and five in their last five at home. So, Neither one of those sounds super appealing when you're looking at a 10-point spread. So I started to look at something else. KC is on an 11-5 to overrun, but I actually bet the under last week, just because Tennessee has a decent defense, it was going to mitigate the KC offense, and Tennessee also doesn't score very well. I think there's a chance that Jacksonville relies on the running game with Travis Etienne, and maybe the clock slows down here. Jaguars aren't going to put up a ton of points, but if they can slow down the Chiefs a little bit, I'm leaning under 51 Minus 107.
1: Yeah. Um, Kansas City, like, feels like they're like, I don't know. I guess, so Philadelphia and Buffalo too, are two teams of football, right? Who's the third best team in football? I know a lot of people say de facto it's Kansas City. Like, Minnesota's 7-1, and one, but they're kind of a fraudulent 7-1. and one. Mm. Is that, or you disagree with that? You know, they legit it's, it's,
2: work? I mean, it takes a good team to be able to win by those slim margins. So it's really tough to say that just because they've been winning close games that they're not good. But I it see what you mean. Could. They don't They don't really run away with anything, and they're not really dominating people. You don't watch the Vikings and say that's a 7-1 team. What's that?
1: You're not watching the Vikings and saying, man, that is a 7-1 team out there.
2: No. <laughs> right? I agree. I agree with that.
1: And, and ditto Giants 6-2. I guess we'll talk about them soon enough. But, yeah. And just the Chiefs, kind of disappointing versus Tennessee. Like you said, they've been a – 0 and six their last home games and their big dogs is that was that the line throughout there what
2: was what was the quote you had 0 and five the last five when they're favorites at, at Arrowhead against the spread
1: that's surprising I, mean, I think it's
2: because they just get so many points
1: that's probably it too I mean, you'd think they'd blow somebody out but yeah and so this certainly could happen here like the, this is a good setup for it but um, the public did you have public numbers in front of you I, I would imagine the public's leaning on Kansas City because that's nobody wants the Jags. Or is that something yeah. you have, have a, a right, right next to you? I'm just, just curious. Right
2: here, right it. here, we've got seventy-seven percent of the bets and eighty percent of the money on KC minus nine and a half.
1: Yeah, and is it in the book's best interest to report that? Like, is that always? Is that legit? Those numbers? I was wondering. I don't know. Like, I assume. I mean, why would why would they give it? Why would they share that information?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I would assume it's probably legally required.
1: Oh, okay, interesting.
2: Because you're right. There's really no reason to give it out for free. So if they weren't being forced to do it, why would they do it?
1: And that's and that's money or that's tickets. Like that, that's that's the total pool. So right? the
2: top line, the top line is percent of the bets, and then the bottom is percent of the money. So when we we get a nice differential between the the public tickets and then the, the percent of the money, then we know that that's usually sharper bettors pulling it.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Let's talk about Houston, the Texans. One six and one Texans. At the Giants, Giants are 6-2, and two, kind of overachievers, five-and-a-half point favorites here. No, no, it opened at five-and-a-half. Since moved to six-and-a-half, the total at 40-and-a-half, what is your lean?
2: My lean is I don't like this game. Um,
1: <laughs> you got to pick somebody. That's the gig, man. You signed up it is for
2: it. The, it is the gig. I did sign up for it, and, man, this one's going to hurt. So I, I've really been going with the Texans to cover the spread pretty much every week. Uh, that's at home or on the road, Uh, that's going to come to an end this week. Uh, I see that it opened at at six and a half. We missed that. We missed the the good number. Now we're down in the fives and the fours. I mean, this is garbage. Unless it gets all the way down to three, then I would think about taking the Giants back at minus three. Um, I really wanted to find an under in this game. So let's see. My official note is can we get it up to 43? If it goes to 43, I'm definitely going to take it. And that's pretty much my strategy in this game. Watch these totals and let it bump up. There's there's tons of money coming in on the over. I hope it drives it up another two points so I can get a 43. Right now, I did not lay a stake on this game. I will keep watching. That's what I would like to do.
1: Fair enough. Uh, You're abstaining, basically, is what I'm hearing. (sighs)
2: <sighs> yes there's there's no i have under 43 written down but i'm gonna i, I don't want to buy that many points right now so i want to let it move a little closer so it's cheaper for me to do so i want to try and get it at minus 130
1: all right i feel like i just misquoted that line because i'm looking at the scores and odds page and i yeah i was looking at it. it's down to five and a half and i'm reading the open for some reason so my apologies look at the screen like and don't listen to me because I'm gooped. i goofed i'm reading the wrong portion of the scores and odds page and that's you can conf- confuse me for a second. I'm like, that's a different number. I'm like, oh, I just realized I'm reading the wrong thing, so my bad. My apologies. We shall power through and move forward. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is at home versus the Saints. Pittsburgh's a one-and-a-half-point favorite here, and the total is 40-and-a-half. Some rumors out there that uh, Jalen Warren may replace uh, Najee Harris. Uh, you know, besides some speculation from the Beats out there for what it's worth. Uh, Pittsburgh's slight home favorite. Where are you at?
2: I don't want to take a spread in this game.
1: Side home dog, I mean. geez, I did it again.
2: (laughs) So everybody jumped right on. The Steelers at home plus three. Um, Tomlin is 18 and nine in his last, whatever that is, 27 as a dog. Uh, New Orleans is 0 and 3, ATS on their last three on the road. Um, And you can kind of see that right here in these numbers. It, It opened up as a minus three plus three. And now we've worked ourselves right into a very, very close game. So for that reason, I went and shifted over to a total. Um, I think everybody betting an under on this game is wrong.
1: All right. There you go.
2: All right. So um, Pittsburgh's only scoring 15 points a game. I get it. New Orleans is putting up 25, but they both give up in the mid-20s. I think we're going to be able to get over the 39 and a half. So I'm going to take over 39 and a half in this game. Instead of playing with a spread, I do think it's going to be a close affair in Pittsburgh. What say you? you?
1: Do you ever bet the uh, like the alt overs? Is that something you like to hit?
2: I like to get off the hooks. So absolutely, if it's going to be a hook right around a key number, I'm I'm going to buy it so I can at least push.
1: I don't I don't have a take. I'm I'm going to abstain. I don't really. I was just thinking like these are this is a good uniform clash. I think there's a couple good uniforms going at it. Like just.
2: <laughs> you
1: know, I don't know if down, the football is going to be great out there, but it feels like a good you know the the palette of, of the Saints versus the palette of the Steelers. I feel pretty good about it. Is that just me?
2: Hey, you know, I I can't say that I really ever do uh, any any thinking about the colors of the teams colliding. You
1: don't ever, <laughs> think even when they
2: tried with the color rush, just doesn't bother me. Whatever. Who
1: would win in a fight, this, a Steeler versus a Saint? You do in a pinch. You don't ever do that.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the Bumblebees. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, oh, Lions versus Bears. Who would win in that fight?
2: Uh, Lions as- and Tigers and Bears. Oh my! That was the uh, Wizard of Oz open for you.
1: <laughs> the Bears at home. This one feels weird to me, man. Like I, I look. I. This feels like this line should be bigger. Uh, the the Bears are what two and a half point favorites that we're looking at. Yep. Three. Is yeah. Three. Yeah. Three.
2: It's 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 teetering. It's starting to move to the threes.
1: Okay, so depending on where you're shopping, you can get a minus two and a half. You can get a minus three, but you got a little you got a little bit more juice at two and a half. That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, minimal, actually. I mean, you can still grab a minus two and a half at minus one fifteen. It opened at minus one oh eight. You can get the three at minus one oh five. But I'd rather win than push. But that is a that is a 10 cent differential. So it depends on what you were angling for here. What were you getting at? You like the bears here at home?
1: I mean, there's some recency bias here, too, but, like, you've certainly seen the rise and the progression of Justin Fields. They seem to be using him sharper as well, uh, giving him a lot more run options. Like, it took him – I don't know why it took him so long to figure out, like, this is – take advantage of this guy's big strength. Like, it's not even worth going back to last year, but last year they never put him on the run. It's just wild. It was, you know, malpractice, you could say, and the coaches got fired, obviously. And the other part of it is – and I I presume you might have some numbers in this, but Detroit, home away, Detroit outside the Dome – they are a disaster in, in, in the elements. Uh, you know, you, you put those Lions outside and they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, and who knows what's going on with John a. Swift. Like that's, I know that doesn't move the needle. You know, running backs, whatever, they don't matter. And Jamal Williams is perfectly fine, but it's just sort of weird. I, I just think the Bears are like better, especially when you consider the environment. And they're, I don't want to say ascending because they traded away one of their best defensive players. And, but, you know, I, they traded for Claypool. its It's kind of strange how, it's sort of a mixed message, but I guess Claypool is kind of a long-term thing. Um, I just think that Chicago should be a bigger favorite than Detroit. I, maybe that's what the public is thinking as well, because I'm Joe Public. But
2: the public is with you.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like it should be like a, a four-point line.
2: I like that because that'll fall right into what I want to do with this game. Um, I agree with most of what you said. I don't know that I really disagree with anything. So let's just say all of it. Um, the Lions do they. They do perform worse outside of the dome, but they still do end up somehow forcing really close games all the time. Um, maybe not so much here in the last couple of weeks. This is a game where I, I want to take the Bears minus two and a half now, and, and I want to come back on a three and a half or a four later. That's it. That is the plan. So three and a half, if it moves to four, then I just get a better number at three and a half. So you're
1: trying to middle it? So you're talking about taking the Bears? Yeah, by the I'm
2: going to middle of the three. It'll cost you, you know, 15 cents. So you could do that, you know, six times, hit one out of six, you're cruising.
1: Do you happen to know, like, top of the head, like how many games finish in a three-point line?
2: That I don't have off the top of my head. I, I would be interesting to know. Let me make a note of that one.
1: Wonder, like what the odds are of like, a game landing on three. I mean, obviously, I, I think more games are more likely. Some, some games are more likely to land on three than others, you know, just – Dep- I, you probably can get different stats depending on different lines, but uh, and that's got to be out there somewhere. Somebody's got to have access to that. Somebody did the, da- the data. There's spreadsheets.
2: Oh, 100%. I found it for um, during MLB season to see how many games were uh, one-point spread versus the two, so you could do the uh, plus one-and-a-half money line stuff.
1: What Would you find that? of curious? Do you have anything at the – I don't show? remember
2: those numbers off the top of my head, but it was lucrative to go ahead and bet the money line in the plus one-and-a-half.
1: Yeah. I, when, when I, uh, I'm currently in Florida and the people aren't aware, the viewers aren't aware. So I'm not able to bet right now, but when I was traveling and I actually saw you in Colorado, I, I was a huge sucker for the run line. It's like, well, they're the, well, they're going to win. Well, yeah, the they'll win by two. Sure. Why not? And you know, it's great when you win it. It's the worst when you win by one. It's
2: always um, in the last innings too, where the comeback starts to make oh, you sweat.
1: Yeah. The walk-off homers that are solo jobs are the worst. Yeah. But the,
2: All right. Lead off walks in the ninth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then bunt them over and yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's put this thing back on track. Start talking about some football again, Miami, the kind of somewhat uh, sort of surprising Miami dolphins are at home right now. uh, Versus the Cleveland Browns. They are minus three and a half. We're seeing a 49 and a half total. One of the bigger totals on the week. Um, Thoughts as far as the dolphins. I was talking about this last night on another football show. And, I I just thought it was an interesting point that was pointed out. Like we know about the humidity in Miami historically, uh, you know, especially the first month, a uh, month plus of the year, of the season. How hard All it is.
2: Defense has died.
1: Yeah, we saw that. Like we did several. Off, I think Diggs was ready to collapse as well. Um, but the other thing that that, that Miami does, it's kind of sneaky. Is they put the other team in the sun. Like <laughs> Miami's in the shade, and and the opponent is in the sun. Just just throwing it out there for you. Assuming it's what, sunny out.
2: What's and, the weather this Sunday, Dean? That's the real question.
1: I don't know. Let's see. Um uh, I can check it on the fly. It's not in Ross weather report, which suggests to me that there's nothing, you know, goofy going on. I mean, so obviously, be a gorgeous day. Yeah, I presume. But you know, um, obviously we're recording this on a on a Thursday. Um, so we'll see All something we right. on Sunday. But yeah, your your take as far as the Dolphins at home versus Cleveland.
2: So this game opened up at 48. I see that it's getting hammered on the over, which makes a lot of sense. Cleveland's five and two to the over. The Dolphins have obviously been putting up points and have some firepower. Both of these teams are giving up points in the mid-20s, but I feel like that line really should be exactly where it is, right around 48, 50. So I'm not going to mess with the total here, but if we're going to have two teams that score the same, give up the same, and look somewhat evenly matched here, minus the sun and the humidity. I'm going to take the plus three and a half for the Browns right now before it crosses that field goal number, if it crosses that field goal number.
1: Uh, On the fly, what I found is apparently it's a picture of a sun, so I assume it's going to be sunny. (laughs) 82 degrees and sunny, apparently.
2: Uh, Fantastic.
1: And and humid. I hope you're sitting down. It's going to be humid (laughs) in, in South Florida. I know you're
2: shocked. That's all right. They'll bring out the IVs.
1: You know what it is? Bet the bet the Dolphins second half. That Cleveland first half. but Dolphins second half. You want to work it that way, when you know because Miami trains in this. They're they're ready for it. But yeah, like you said, like Buffalo, you saw it when they came down earlier in the year. I actually, just,
2: like that, Dean. I'm making a note. Dolphins second half, Dean. Just
1: like a general thought, you know, at home, Dolphin second half. General rules, uh, you know, when it's the weather is like the way it is currently. Not necessarily in December. We are powering on through. Next one up, the seven and one Vikings. At uh, at Buffalo, six and two Buffalo Bills. Man, this line is suggesting right three and a half. Bills are three and a half point favorites. Forty three and a half is the total. Um, we're being told here, without being told, that 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 Josh Allen's not playing, right?
2: It would sure appear that way. Um, that's a lot of points to give up. So it, it would seem that somebody has some information about the UCL that hasn't come out yet, and he's probably not going to play.
1: He hasn't practiced um, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. I'm pretty certain of that. And the other thing is, like, once that officially drops, how much more does that move? Because I feel like Buffalo, you you tell me. I would guess Buffalo's, like, six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite in this game. But again, the Vikings have been good. Maybe six-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Allen's got to move this line like a touchdown, right, for Case Keenum?
2: I think it's baked in, Dean.
1: You're saying if keenum is announced as as the, as a starting quarterback tomorrow this I line think we get to,
2: we get to like twos
1: oh man really okay i think yeah I think there's still room to move and that's sort of the this is not a certainty right that that that, that you know, allen's officially out but if it's announced i think i think it's like well yeah two maybe one there's still room to go
0: pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. When you shave with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at com slash blue wire. That's com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
1: And then where, where do you stand right now with incomplete information? Because if you think case case game is going to be the quarterback, I think you bet Minnesota right now, take three and a half.
2: Yes. So I would take, Buffalo minus three, if it's available. I mean, yeah, it's Keenum. The Bills defense is good. I think they can hold the Viking. The, I mean, we talked about it uh, before we started the show, the Vikings, when you look at them, they, they look like a fraudulent seven in one team. And that made a lot of sense. They just don't seem that great. Uh, so, you know, can we, can we get a home win here for Buffalo on the shoulders of Keenum? Who's, Just needs to really hold it down and hopefully not turn the ball over and let the defense kind of do its job. I think it's possible. So my lean right now is the Bills minus three. Um, You can always go ahead and take the Vikings plus three and a half and uh, do a push, push win, uh, win loss with minimal losses. Any of those options would be great. Um, It's incomplete information. So it's um, probably best to just sort of wait on this game and see where it's at later.
1: You got a revenge game for Case Keenum. You got a, a Stefan Diggs revenge game if you want to do a combination platter. Oh. Um, by the way, Ross reports uh, he's got a cold, breezy 15-mile-per-hour wind, a few rain or snow showers possible. Not great, but not crippling weather either. Um, What's the total? Yeah, 43-and-a-half. I, I feel like that's like the lowest total we've had in a Bills game all season. I could be wrong. That feels really low for a Bills game. That's that's man, I that's telling you it's screaming. Yeah, Without, it's also
2: down five points. It opened at 48 and a half. It's getting hammered. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens, Dean. So these numbers got hammered over the last few days, and this is why I'm saying it's it's a little more baked in now, I yeah. think, than, than you would initially think. There's, that's right. When when you see the the no, notification that Allen's out, I don't know that there's really a ton of value left at this position. There's the six points gone from everything, is is kind of nuts.
1: Did you think about hitting it earlier in the week or once you heard about Allen's elbow? Uh,
2: Earlier in the week, uh, part of my routine right now is is I don't dig through these lines until we get closer to the show. That way, a lot of the stuff that we have to say is more relevant and the lines haven't moved too far and we're talking about things that are ghosts.
1: Fair enough. Um, All right, ready to move on? Yep. Broncos, uh, underachieving Broncos in Tennessee. Tennessee is a two and a half point favorite and a paltry 37 and a half total. What do you got?
2: Are they underachieving?
1: <laughs> the Broncos?
2: <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, you're there.
1: Yeah, it's, uh... I mean,
2: I mean, they're not playing well, but I'm not sure they're underachieving either. Well, I mean, um, maybe I'm,
1: should I should name a player
2: that's underachieving. Just yeah. absolutely throw somebody under the bus.
1: I mean, I was told he was unlimited. Um, Ooh. Yeah. You know, I don't Maybe do a few more high knees Russ. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, that was the saving grace of that game in London. Without those <laughs> high knees, it would have never developed. Well, Dean, this yeah. one you asked uh, before the show, if I had anything that seemed like it was going to be my favorite play or a lock or something, maybe we would put a little bit more of our bankroll towards. I think this is going to be that game. I think it's teetering danger as this, Under is moving pretty fast, but these teams don't score. They're just fine playing 15, 17 football, 14, 17. I don't know. I'm not sure this thing sees 35. It seems really low. Uh, Let's see. What do we got here? Denver points for 15 points against 16. Tennessee points for 18 points against 19. I mean, this thing just screams under 40. I'm going to take under 37. I see there's a 38 now, so obviously it's gone in the other direction, which kind of concerning with all the action to the under. Or maybe those people didn't have a number up earlier, and now they've posted a mistake. So under 38, minus 110 is my pick on this one. What do you think?
1: For what it's worth, uh, Schefter tweeted out today, Tannehill full participant in practice, putting him on track to start on Sunday. Uh, And I also thought this, this is interesting, too. This is something I look at every single week. You know, for I I deal with a lot of DFS, daily fantasy stuff. Of course, there's a lot of crossover as well. Uh, check out Derek Hardy. Uh Derek Hardy's the Blitz. One of the things he has there in the game level factors is he has projected game plays based upon like the speed at which the offenses move. Yep. This is the this game is projected to have the fewest plays for the entire week. Uh 124.5. And for reference, like the most to be one thirty-seven point six as far as the wiggle room.
2: Seattle yeah, right, right in between sixty and seventy per team usually.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that that's kind of the projection. But both these teams just play pretty slow. Tennessee's going to want to run the ball. Um, Denver,
2: I guess Tennessee's yeah. not going to be able to throw the ball.
1: Well, Tannehill's back, but I don't know they're who's not
2: going to. They're still not going to be able to throw.
1: I don't know who's it to. <laughs> Robert Woods and uh, Westbrook Akeena. Austin Hooper. I mean,
2: they're just going to run Derek. The Broncos are struggling to stop decent running games right now. Derek's going to have his easy 100 yards, one or two TDs again. And I, I don't know what the Broncos do. don't did really I, care. But I do think the Titans will struggle to throw.
1: Did I see him pop up somewhere with the, on the injury report? Or am I making that up as far as Henry? I'm making that up.
2: I, I pray that that didn't come up.
1: I don't think so. I mean, it might have been like a mispractice, but like you never – you're only going to turn on mispractice on Friday. You know, Wednesday, a lot of times, rest day, especially this time of year.
2: So If he's hurt, you can just lock in that under because it's just going to be even less points.
1: No, I mean, I, I don't think uh, – forget what I just said. I, I, I might have misread something, so my apologies. But, um, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's bold to take an under on a 37-and-a-half, but I, I get it. <laughs> it's, it's uh you know, they're just, they're just not going to score. It's a two inept offenses. 38 and a half. I shouldn't uh, shortchange you a point. Colts versus the Raiders. Uh, Raiders—they're um, kind of scuffling. They de- they're definitely scuffling. Keep blowing leads. They're home now, four and a half point favorites against the Colts. Speaking of scuffling, they've replaced their head coach with Jeff Saturday. Um, we were talking about this one pretty sure as well. That they're, they're—I like, don't like, like their offensive coordinator played some Madden. I think maybe some Tech Bowl Bowl back in the day. I'm not really sure. Although I don't know if he's actually called plays. Uh, you know, with real life humans. But uh, yeah, what, what do we have here as far as the Colts? Is, is Jeff Saturday going to get the narrative street win right out the gate or no?
2: I don't think so. Um, I think that he's spent the week battling questions of whether or not he should have gotten the job instead of preparing for a road game in, in Vegas. Um, do I really want to bet on Vegas? No. <laughs> um they burnt me last week i took a minus one and a half in jacksonville i believe that that didn't work out either they burnt me the week before new orleans got shut out 24 to nothing it is what it is um i have zero raiders love but somehow week after week i sit here and i say i'm gonna bet on the raiders again (laughs) um so i mean indianapolis is awful uh, you can look at all the trend numbers. They're thirteen and one, eight and three against the spread as a dog. Blah blah blah. All those numbers were with Frank. Frank is fired. It is Saturday on Sunday, and it could be a spiral. So I'm going to take the Raiders at home. I wrote down a three and a half, which I see is clearly gone. But um, it, you know, just take the next closest number until you get to six.
1: Yeah, I like I like the Raiders side too, but it is weird betting on them. It, like laying points for the Raiders doesn't feel comfortable, but you know. No. You don't have to be like faster than the bear. You just got to be like faster than like the slowest guy. And the Colts are like I, the slowest guy, right?
2: I like that. I like that. And that's a good analogy. And hopefully that's what we get. One step faster than the worst thing.
1: <laughs> All right. Cardinals, Rams, uh, 40 and a half is the total, which again, geez, man, that just feels so low. If you would have told me a Cardinals, Rams game coming in the season, would be 40 and a half. Last I saw Stafford was in protocol as far as a concussion. Um Murray was dealing with um, an injury, but I believe he did practice today. I do want to double check that in a second. Rams, one and a half point favorites here. Um, two disappointing teams. Somebody's got to win. Just heard that. Hearing it again. Who do you have?
2: Points. I like points in this game. Uh, Arizona playing better. DeAndre's back. Uh, the new Call of Duty came out. They lost two games. You know, it is what it is. Kyler just can't put down the joystick. Um they they were crushing on the road uh, until they had a little bit of a hiccup. I believe the last game or two, the Rams don't look great. Uh, Stafford being out, I don't know, is a huge concern. Um, he's not passing very well when he's playing. I think his he's he's got an elbow issue, or is that is that what's happening? It's kind of just like lingering out there. News well, I well thought known it was
1: like a concussion protocol. It might be yeah a too. yeah
2: no. I think like I think the elbow was from like preseason. Oh yeah, in his throwing yeah. arm or whatever, but it doesn't. He doesn't look the same. Yeah. So either way,
1: well, the lines of disaster is the problem. Like he's got no time to, to throw the ball. He just they can't block anybody.
2: Let's go back to the forty. <laughs> it's too low.
1: It's supposed to be too low in theory. Like I said, it's the start of the season. If I would have told you that these two teams are playing in a game with a forty total, you would have been like, "What happened?"
2: I'm still going to say what happened, and I don't care if L.A. plays a backup quarterback. I'm going to take the over 39 and a half. This is one where I bet that extra. I took the extra half a point. What did I get that at? Uh, Typico and Sports Illustrated. You could get 39 and a half at minus 125, which I didn't think was a bad deal. Uh, These teams put up points. The Rams have struggled the last couple weeks. They played, what, San Francisco and then Tampa Bay on the road. Um, It is what it is let's see Arizona puts up 22.6 gives up 26 the Rams sucking putting up 16 giving up 21 I, I think we just get over the 40 it's just too low. uh
1: concussion protocol uh, for uh, for Stafford John Wolford is the backup for the for record uh and it was a hamstring with, with Murray for what it's worth uh he was day to day yesterday but I think he practiced today to sort of note that but uh all right, well, let's kind of power on through. We're, we're, we're taking too long in all these games. A lot of games going on. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys-Packers, good traditional matchup. Uh, Packers are getting five points at home versus Dallas. 43 is the total. Another quarterback that looks like he needs to be put out the pasture. It was a good run. Um, yeah, so um, you going to buy Aaron Rodgers one more time or are you taking the, the Cowboys minus five on the road?
2: Dean, I'm not sure I ever would have said in the last – 15 years of my little 10, 15, whatever, that I I wouldn't take the Packers plus 12 right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. So let's see. Dallas is also six and one straight up and against the spread in their last seven. Green Bay is one and six against the spread. Oh, and five in their last five. They they had a backdoor cover against the Bills like week one of the season. It's atrocious. Uh, Until I see something different, I'm just going to bet the other team. Dallas minus four.
1: Is it four? I thought it was five. Did I read the wrong number?
2: DK's got a four right here. So I actually had four Four. and a half written down. So it moved in the last hour. Or DK just posted it and wasn't available because I see that we do have fives popping up now, too.
1: Where's the sharp money on this, or is it not clear that clearly defined?
2: So the sharp money down here is we have 32 percent of the tickets on Green Bay, but that's equating to 54 percent of the money. So it appears that the sharps are going to take Green Bay to cover at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dallas is one of those, you know, traditional national teams that you know always tends to get probably not the best lines, right? It's a public team.
2: Um, maybe, oh. uh, maybe the play is to get the under here at 43 before it moves down. It opened at 43 and a half. It's taken a lot of sharp money. It's now at 43. You lost, you lost the hook that would pay you the win. You could play the push before you get hooked for a loss.
1: It's, it feels like it's just going to be, an, I mean, forget the gambling, like whatever. You can, you can figure out a way to gamble and win at anything, but just an ugly week of football. Are you getting that vibe? Because that's, that's the vibe I have. This Week 10 looks like an ugly week of football as a general thought.
2: I would agree with that as a general thought. And then we have a couple of games that just don't have great weather, which made the good games even uglier. We have injuries that made nice games ugly. Yeah, all the way around. It's week 10. The books get sharper as they start to figure things out too. It's just – it's going to be a grind.
1: Two more games before we step aside and get out of here. we got the Niners. The Niners home on Sunday night against the Chargers. We're talking about a seven-point line here, San Fran. 45-and-a-half is the total. And uh I'm just quoting one. Like obviously, you're shopping around for the best line. You can get a half a point one way or the other. By all means, go for it. What is your lean?
2: I got two plays here. I'm playing both teams. Okay. We're gonna come, we're gonna come right out with the middle on this game. So uh the chargers four and oh against the spread away. San Francisco six and one against the spread, their last seven at home at Levi's. I really don't want to play either way. So I'm going to take a middle here. We see that there was a minus five and a half available on SI, which gave me the idea that I could probably move that to a six. I was able to find a six at minus 125 at Tipico. And then I took the Chargers plus seven and a half minus oh. 121 at Barstool. So I'm pretty much just going to sack a quarter unit for a chance to middle and win two.
1: Six and seven is a pretty good, like.
2: Seven yeah. and a half.
1: No, I'm saying, but you got, if you lands on six or if you land on seven, you're, you're in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got both so, numbers to hit. And those are pretty good numbers to hit.
2: It's a good life. That was the best. Uh, the best way I felt uh, to bet this game.
1: I like it. All right, let's close it out. Commanders in Philadelphia. Philly double-digit favorites. Ten and a half point favorites here. Forty-three and a half as far as the total. What do you like on Monday night?
2: You know I'm an Eagles fan, right? Yeah. You know are I'm you concerned play? that I see I see sharp money coming in on a double-digit home spread against the Commanders who just, I mean, man, lifelong Eagles fan. Every time you write off one of these teams, that's not supposed to stay in it. That's not supposed to win. You're undefeated. Everybody's high on the, I don't know. It's a Monday night game. Sunday night. No, Monday,
1: Monday. You got to bet bet with your head, not your heart, right? That's how you, you got to be able to separate those two.
2: Yeah. I think the commanders are going to keep this close. Um, So in order to do that, the Eagles are not going to be able to put up 27 points I don't really want to take the spread at the double digits, as I discussed earlier. Um, I do have a lot of action on the under here. We, we lost that hook. We can still push the 44 before we start drifting. I see there's 43 and a half popping up on the board. Now I'm going to take the under 44. Uh, the Eagles defense is good. The commanders don't score. The commanders can mitigate one or two possessions from the Eagles that were touchdowns in previous weeks. I think we can walk away with a win here, and maybe they only win the game by nine or ten. Don't cover the spread, but we can still get out with an under. What do you think?
1: I was just going to ask: Do you have any general rules as far as um, repeat opponents, division opponents, second time? I've heard things about second time around. I think the line supposed to be totals tend to be lower historically. At least that's the number I've heard in the past. This is the second time they're facing uh, the Commanders. Philly handed them pretty um, convincingly, twenty-four to eight in Week Three. Um, do you have general rules on this or you don't you don't care about that?
2: It's tough to beat a team twice in a season. And part of that is, is whatever you succeeded with in the first game is going to be what they focus on not letting you succeed in the second game, uh, which would also then lean to the totals going down. Um, yeah, once you've cracked your playbook and people know what you have, that's why some coaches save things all the way to the end of the year, just in that back pocket so that no one ever sees it until the playoffs.
1: So what I've heard is it's tough to beat a good team two times in the same year.
2: Um, are the commanders good? No, it's tough to beat any team twice in the same
1: year. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I just, I, I just think it's always interesting second time around. And like you said, like there's adjustments to
2: be made. Um, I mean, the Eagles are good. I just don't, I don't, I can't go past the 10.
1: But the, the other thing is like, okay, Washington knows they knew hurts was good. And this offense was good in week three and they still know it. Yeah. You still have to stop it. Yeah. Don't,
2: don't you like think it. they're playing better with Heineke than they did with Wentz?
1: I mean, that play last week, the Curtis Samuel that, that won the game, was completely absurd. And your perception of that game would change. He, Heineke threw the ball up in three-man coverage, four-man, three-on-one coverage, four-on-one if you count the referee. <laughs> the referee set a pick and knocked out one of the defenders.
2: <laughs> if, if,
1: if you throw it, I mean, again, you can't throw plays out. And The, you know, the scoreboard is a scoreboard. Your record is your record. But I just feel like your read might be a little bit different. That one play was thrown out, and I think, if I remember correctly, that's what won the game, right? If you throw like play out, Washington loses. Like that probably that probably was going to get intercepted if the ref didn't get in, get involved. You know the play I'm talking about, I presume.
2: And it allowed the cover. I mean, the Vikings still won.
1: Okay, so they. I okay, can never mind. So yeah, yeah. I, I knew that there was. Yeah. See, so that's the. I, I live the DFS life, and like you know, I didn't play Samuel, so I was better about that. <laughs> that's what I remember from that game mostly. Well, I always don't remember like who exactly won and who didn't win sometimes, but um, well, like okay, Heineke's playing better, but is that a is that a high bar?
2: No, I'm pretty much just banking on the Eagles not uh, scoring thirty points.
1: They seem to blow everybody out though, like they're always. They do. Bad.
2: So if if Washington doesn't score, maybe they let up on the gas.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a time this year like uh, where they basically were never behind for a certain number of games in a row, and uh, they basically didn't—they just go in autopilot in the second half.
2: Oh well, that's the other thing. The Eagles have been dominating the second quarter. I think last week was the first week where they finally uh, didn't win the second quarter. Is that what happened? I don't recall. I thought I thought I heard something like that. So well, they've been scoring, I think, like ridiculous. Seventy percent of their total points scored have come out of the second quarter, or something insane like that. It's it's been quite quite a bit.
1: Is do you like a, any sort of exactus out of this? I, you're just giving sides and totals and things like that. Do you ever dabble in exactus Would you, uh, if you were to create one on the fly, is there anything you got? I don't want to force anything on you. I'm just curious.
2: You know, I'll they, tell you what. So, I if you want, you want like an exact score or something like that.
1: Well, I was like, a, just give me like a an exact. Like, like give me a a parlay. I don't know why I'm thinking exact. I want like a parlay, uh, like a two teamer. Just give me your two favorite bets.
2: Oh well, then we should just. Uh, you want to tease a couple things? We'll add six points to that Denver Tennessee total. That <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: teasing. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that. Uh, means, let's see.
1: That's insurmountable to get to like what forty four or something like that. Yeah. You need like three defensive touchdowns and a kick return. It would
2: get it up to 43, which I think is really a decent play.
1: Uh, I don't mean it's a real, you know, the show. And I'm just curious. Jacksonville,
2: Kansas City under 57. I would tease those two together. I would probably throw a third one in there because I don't do teasers, though. Yeah. You have to put like three of them together to get anywhere near even money if you're going to take six points. It's like not worth it
1: what they got the, what is it? The long teasers are supposed to tease when like the numbers are on six or seven and a half. Like, There's certain rules to that. I don't like, you don't dabble in that, but
2: I, yeah, I don't, 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 don't cross. You want to try and cross two key numbers with your six points, but you know, take a three to a nine is better than a, than a two and a half to an eight and a half. But all of that is too much time invested for <laughs> three, three legs to need to come through for minus one. I'm out.
1: Fair enough. Um, in summary, you, you did get your, your favorite bet in the show. Like, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it, um, Gosh, I, I know you said what it was, and now I am I forget what it was. Do you remember what it was, by chance? I haven't ever written down. You did say, this is my favorite play of the week. And I put it in the back of my head, and then I just lost it.
2: Well, I think it's the one I just referenced again. I, Denver, Tennessee under, even though that was a 37. Did I really quote that as my favorite? It's kind of an ugly week. I might have.
1: It's a weird week, man. It's, uh you know, but you, you've been on fire. We're, we're going to keep the momentum going. And, uh, you I know. Mean,
2: Denver, Tennessee. I just don't think there's points. I think that I, I really do think we could end up seeing you know, under 33.
1: Where do uh, where do the people tweet at you to tell you, like, what, you know, you want a bunch of money or, like, you screwed them?
2: Well, <laughs> You can do all of those things right in the uh, YouTube comments, but you got to hit that like button down there so we can get some thumbs up on the show. I don't think we have any, Dean. <sighs> Other uh, than that, you can find every play that I just talked about on the show on the Scores and Odds app, and you can find every play that I'm dabbling in via Futures or whatever else I'm talking about on Twitter at DubemanPA and also Instagram at DubemanPA. You have
1: an Instagram? Look at you. Look how you like, you uh,
2: I'm trying to, trying to branch out, Dean, trying to branch out.
1: The kids. <laughs> the kids involved me on Instagram. I should get one, too, probably, but yeah.
2: This is true. The kids involved me on in Instagram. That's exactly how it happened.
1: <laughs> that was Ryan Reed at Dude Man Pa. That was behind the lines at Scores and Odds. I was Dean at DFS underscore Almanac on the Twitters. We do appreciate you all watching. You know, let's win some money this week.
2: Good Indeed, luck. Indeed, man.